Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode today is brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co. Grinding Coffee, a black LGBTQ owned coffee business that donates a portion of every sale to charity. Coffee is imported from around the world and they pride themselves on great customer service for a small team. Use promo code PITLANEPARLAY for 13% off your order. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Matt is here. We are going to talk Formula One in America this weekend for the first time in, I guess, what, since 2019? There wasn't anything last year. Sure wasn't. Uh, before we do race preview, I'm sure there's plenty of news. I'll turn it over to Matt, who's much more organized today than I am, and we'll take it away from there. Would it be awkward at this point if I said I didn't have anything? I would just edit that out, so no. Fair fair though (laughs) oh man anything to make yourself look better right all right well i do have stuff you have stuff right are you you're just gonna rely on me for this whole time i mean i don't really feel like doing anything so no i'm kidding yes i do all right well we can start where let's start with uh, our favorite which is the colton herda michael andretti alfa romeo saga for the first time in a long time we had news come up before the podcast so weird Michael Andretti, I know, Michael Andretti is trying to get Colton Herta into an FP1 session on Friday at Coda, which is kind of like a first step into making this a reality, per se. Uh, and it'll also help Colton Herta on the road to getting super license points uh, to obtain a super license so he can race in Formula One. There is no uh, confirmation at this point if that's actually happening. There was also a rumor that Michael Andretti was in Switzerland. I did have David Lighting check the flight logs of aircraft leaving Indianapolis and Nazareth about 15 minutes ago. He could not find anything. Uh, We don't really have any official confirmation if he was in Switzerland, so that's just a rumor that's being reported out there. So, Well, Mike... Every day that goes by, it's looking like more and more likely that this is going to happen at some point. Yeah, you know, it's in a way really exciting, especially when when we published that first bit of news six weeks ago, seven weeks ago at this point. And there was, you know, obviously you're still thinking like, I don't know, this is a huge deal. And for something like this, that's a huge deal to actually happen. It still takes, still takes a lot and there's still a little bit of doubt in your mind, but I think every time some bit of news comes out, the doubt tends to go away a little bit. So it's, it's really cool to see, and, and I'm excited to see where, where this leads. It's, uh, you know, more For the most part, the news that comes out is pretty credible. Every once in a while, you'll see something like, oh, Colton Herta was flying a, a, 
uh, an aircraft to get ready for the F1 race. And uh, obviously I'm exaggerating, but you get the point. There's some, you know, you, you get the, the unverified news out there that starts popping up to try to tr- try to beat people to it. I really wanted on that September 7th tweet. I really wanted to put in parentheses via trust me, bro. Decided not to though. I think it kind of worked out. Yeah. I think this is another good sign that this is going to happen. Anything can change though. I think it's at the point now though, that we're at least, you know, we as a podcast can kind of sit back and be like, you know, we got that one right. Thanks to our source and the, you know, information that we were able to obtain. You know, I'm just glad that something didn't get the the rug didn't get pulled out from under us kind of during that whole process. And it's also great for Michael Andretti because this will really help his uh, business side of Agreed. things grow. Next, a cohort of people from Vegas are going to be at Coda. Yay. Why don't you give your 15 second thoughts on that? It's it's hard to have thoughts uh, without knowing what the track will look like if they'll utilize any of the old Vegas street layout which i was never a huge fan of it wasn't wasn't bad but it wasn't really all that great but now are you talking like caesars or are you talking like the one that champ car used once i don't i don't love it i don't know i honestly don't know what people in general think about it but i mean i've I've talked about it before i had some pretty bad experiences in in vegas so i'm not like super excited when no, no, no. I think I think you got to summarize. You got to give a Cliff Notes version for the people at home. Got robbed in my hotel room. My yeah. So there you go. And lost your phone. And I got a random phone call from you. I can't remember. It's been so long. No, I got a call from you before you got. Robbed. Oh yeah, I was quite intoxicated, and I called you at like it was like six in the yeah, morning, like Vegas 6 time. Or something. Yep, yep. That was right before I went. You were the last person I talked to before I got robbed. I don't know if that's a good t- I'm surprised you didn't turn me into the police. I probably had a hand in that. Maybe you did. I'd say you weren't supposed to make it out of there, oh. but here you are. Fortunately, to the chagrin of many people, I am still here. Oh, stop. I just want to state for the record I've never had a hit on anybody. That's good. Um, so that's good. <laughs> got to get those got to make sure we're getting those fine lines out of here. Uh, yes, yeah, so I was the last person Mike talked to on his phone before it was robbed of him and his wallet, and, but you still had your dignity, so that's good. And you were not in the hotel room, correct? No, I, I was. I was. Oh, you were? I'm pretty sure it was somebody who worked. I thought you were like... No, I was asleep. Oh, you slept right through it. Yes. I don't know if I remember that. Yeah, I, we're, we're pretty oh, sure man. it was somebody who worked for like you know cleaning person or you know hotel staff or something like that. So I think next time you go to Vegas, you just can't stay in the villa. I think that's where you went wrong. I don't know. I don't even remember what hotel I was in, to be totally honest with you. It was wherever work paid for at the time. Oh, all right. Well, we don't have to re- I This went farther than I thought it was yeah, going to. Yeah, it always does. Well, I think you and I can go to Vegas, and then maybe we just gamble. I don't like gambling, but I do like... I do, I'll do. I'll dabble in blackjack. Yeah, we can play blackjack. I like blackjack. I'm not a... Yeah, I'm not a big gambler outside of blackjack or texas hold'em so all right well i really hope this vegas race doesn't happen because as you have so eloquently stated there are plenty of venues in north america already here to be used so why bother we had a scale i don't know about you i like patronus as a sponsor of mercedes i think it's a clean logo i think they're a huge company and they've been in formula one for a long ass time 
There was a unverified report that came out that said Patronus was leaving the team after this season and Aramco is going to take over, but Patronus is sticking around to till 2025 as confirmed by them and Mercedes. So that's good, right? I I, I guess. I mean, I didn't really have too much of an, an opinion on it, but... It, a Ram, a Ramco like Ramco in a team name would definitely sound weird. So that's really the only thing I'm basing my thoughts off of right now. I'm, I don't really care if it happens or it doesn't happen, but the names the name does sound weird, or would have sounded weird, I guess I should say. Yeah, I think I think my favorite part is that there's going to be some sort of you know cyan slash green still in the livery. And uh, speaking of green. Shout out to Stream Evergreen for hosting this podcast. We really appreciate their support and all their love that they give us. How did I do in that segue? That was really good because I had no idea where you were going with that one. Evergreenpodcast.com for the remainder of that sentence, just in case Matt forgot the website. <laughs> I am I'm I'm actually thrown off I right totally now because I complete you completely you you caught me off guard there. It's been a minute since you remember I used to do that Danica stuff. I was thinking uh, about bringing that back for the Indy Car. You know, side. we'll we'll talk off we'll talk off air because I we have to find like a driver that like I know for Frenchie who who a good F one would be, but like for Shannon and the lighting for for Indy Car drivers they don't like. I, we've got to find somebody. I'm sure we could. I can just do Elio. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll find one for Shannon. Elio has never in fact stepped foot in an H and R block before. Uh. Uh-uh. Let's see. The Formula One schedule was confirmed. So everything that we had said was going to happen based on the reports did happen. China's off, Imola in France, and Monaco's on the same weekend as Indy 500, which you said was every other year. I don't remember where I read that, but I feel like they said every other year it would be a weekend earlier or something like that. Now, this was a year or two ago that this came out, so it's not like even remotely recent news, but... I, 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 and I don't even remember where I saw it or heard it, but yeah, I, I, I don't think it'll be that way every year. Then again, I do kind of like sitting in, you know, the, the IMS media center watching Monaco as kind of the sun comes up and, and everything goes on at the track. And then, you know, you, you go right into 500 pre-race stuff. So it is pretty fun and, and it does make for like an epic day of open wheel racing that'll be something to watch going forward if 2023 is any different and then saudi arabia there are lights now up and running yay i guess so it looks more likely that that's going to happen and then Pato Award uh, came out with a quote this week that says if you're a driver not thinking about racing in formula one you're lying he also stated that he is still firmly committed to trying to win the IndyCar Championship and the Indy 500, but he does have a test coming up with McLaren. Are people going to read too much into that quote? Is the sky still blue most days? Oh, it looks like a little yellowy right now. Don't be a jackass. Oh, me? <laughs> hey, listen, every there are going to be way too many people who read into it, probably some rumors, and I also think, like, this article in, not the article in general, Pato's point in general, I don't think you can say if you haven't thought about, f- if you aren't thinking about Formula One, you'd be lying. 
there are plenty of drivers who probably aren't interested in Formula One, and that's okay. It doesn't make them right or it doesn't make them wrong, but I I don't know if I necessarily even agree with his point because there are plenty of drivers in IndyCar, NASCAR, et cetera, et cetera, IMSA that like oh, that would be cool, but I don't really have an interest in worrying about everything that it takes. I'm still trying to figure out what color the sky is. Yeah, you you have hard to describe. You haven't moved your head in like three minutes, so it's it's captivating. I don't know. B, I can guarantee Quinn Hoff is not thinking about Formula One. Do you think that's a fair assessment? I do. I don't. I really don't know anything about him other than the fact that the Xbox group guys talk about him all the time. I don't even know. Like, just say McCoy and Denevsky. Just just say Jeff. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> what color is that? I should take a picture and ask. Anyways, that's all I had. But did you have anything you had to talk about before we got to Coda? Danica wants a U.S. driver on the grid. I don't think we need to talk about Danica. What do you? So uh, this is kind of F1 slash IndyCar here, but Hulkenberg. Oh, I think we just got an, an updated article here. Nico. What within the last? Yeah, minutes? Nico Hulkenberg is testing like you just tweeted at Barber, but also. F3 race winner Logan Sargent is also Ooh. getting a, let's see here. I I am actually, like, this article just came out in nine minutes ago by David Malsher Lopez. Foyt. Okay, thank you. I was trying to read that. You you can read quicker than I can, which isn't really that surprising. Uh, Sargent will drive at AJ Foyt Racing Chevrolet as two of at least six drivers taking part in the driver evaluation rookie test on October 25th. Carpenter, Coin, and Andretti Autosport also racing. Hulkenberg recent, <clears throat> excuse me, recently admitted his chances of racing in F1 in 2022 are gone. 34 years old. He's from Boca Raton. Foyt is evaluating Kellett, Bourdais, and Tatiana Calderon. Two of those drivers are talented. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say anything about if Carpenter, Andretti, or Coin are racing with other talents along the same okay. line in the European world. So, cool. All right. Well, breaking news on in the middle of a recording, which is very nice. Then that. after a and recording, other than that, no, nothing, nothing. Su- oh, I have one thing. Dating, uh, going back to the schedule. It's twenty-two race, twenty twenty-three races. Is that too yes. many? Because Sebastian Vettel says too many races could stop F1 from being special. I mean, according to him, Formula One's not going to exist in 10 years. <laughs> so I don't know if he's exactly the voice of reason in this regards. I think it's hard for the crews, obviously. And I think, like we've talked about before, I don't know in the world of the budget cap how that's going to work. But for fans, I think it's only positive. I think it's, you know the more the merrier from the fan side of it but there are more than just the fans to consider in these kind of decisions so i mean if for me if it was 16 so i think 16 would be my low mark but anywhere between 16 and 23 i think as a fan i would be just fine yeah i agree it's it's very taxing on teams and crew whether you're at the shop or or traveling and man it's and I also, I also hate the argument, well, if the crew doesn't want to do it, there's other people who would. That's the worst argument in motorsports. So please, if you say that on Twitter, delete your Twitter account. That's my old man shouts of the clouds rant for the day. We'll dive into talking about Circuit of the Americas this weekend. As always, I'll start with the times. Also, there's W Series this weekend. I don't know if it's going to be televised somewhere, but if it is, I'll tweet it out. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week, we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus, get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller, along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform. Oh, and and F4, which I think is the US F4 series. Let's see here. Practice start practice one starts at eleven thirty AM Central, twelve thirty PM Eastern. Practice two is four PM Eastern on Friday. Qualifying is at four PM Eastern. I'm sorry, five PM Eastern Saturday. And then race time Sunday is 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm sorry, 3 p.m. Eastern for 56 lovely laps. Yeah, it's right in the middle of football, which... I said, that that sucks. That's horrible. Yeah, not... I don't like that one. No, yet. I mean, I don't really... The Eagles are going to lose, so I don't really care about watching that, but... For many people, it is... Your coach is an idiot. He's He has many things, and that is one of them. I feel like... Bears fans are kind of experts on idiot coaches. I know an idiot coach when I see one. That guy seems like an idiot. Uh, Bears play at 3.05 or 3.25 against the Buccaneers. Oh. L. Oh. Can't wait for that. But, yeah, I think the whole having a race in football season on Sunday at 2 o'clock is disastrous in my opinion. But still going to be a ton of people there, so that's good at least. Yeah. The top five from 2019, Botas. Really? <laughs> Botas Hamilton Verstappen most common podium in Formula 1 history Leclerc Albon who's racing in this race that's not even racing in Formula 1 anymore Kubica technically Rojan Hulkenberg Fiat Hulkenberg Albon so there's still got a lot of people that are still racing what was that like five names six names so Coda made the schedule there was a certain time last year that we didn't think Coda was going to be in existence anymore. So they've got a good character arc, per se. They're still, even though the schedule is out for next year, they still don't technically have a Formula One contract for next year. So there's there's still little to work through to, to keep them on the schedule. But it's good to see that they've hopefully at least righted the ship you know, financially and, and they will be around for a while. Hopefully we can see Formula One there for a while, maybe even get IndyCar back there at some point, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, so that's good because, you know, they're, it's a really great facility and a lot of good people there. So, and in Austin, Texas is awesome. Uh, one of the real booming cities in America right now. So hopefully it stays there because I think having a race in Texas is really awesome. 
give it would be a good excuse to go one day whenever I can afford it. Miami next year. So we're talking about football. Miami is in May next year. So that's good. Uh, in my opinion, I'd rather have races not during the yeah, football Nobody season. goes to Miami Marlins games, so they definitely don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, and I guess having it in Miami during football season would be all right because nobody cares about the Facts. Dolphins either. Yeah, I don't know. Um, championship battle right now. Um, Verstappen has, what, an eight-point lead? Six-point lead. Six-point lead, so obviously keeping our eyes on that, but outside of that so do you want to do predictions or do you want me to do the the f1 trivia that i completely missed well do you have it ready or do i need to do predictions um, first? let's let's do predictions first all right who's doing good let's go with daniel ricardo he's he gets to drive the dale earnhardt car this weekend around the track he's going to be in a good mood and i think that's going to help his results this weekend you know for a fact that someone's going to argue on the internet that when he doesn't make Q3, it was because he was driving a NASCAR around the track and it threw off his driving style. 100% accurate. So for that reason, because that will greatly affect him, I'm being sarcastic, I, I'm going with Norris as doing good. Who is going to do badly this weekend? Sebastian Vettel. And I don't like saying that because I have become a pretty big fan of his, but that Aston Martin car has looked pretty dismal for like six weeks in a row now. And I will say Daniel Ricardo because those NASCAR <laughs> skills are going to throw them off. All right. And who's your dark horse top ten? Let's go with Sonoda again. Just I don't I just I don't know I don't really have any reason for that one. All right, I'm gonna go Ocon. Seems like he's had a couple tough weeks in a row. Hopefully, he can pull it together. I think. Right? Probably not. But, finished last year. You, you do you. Oh yeah, he finished thirteenth. No, oh, no, I was barring. Whoops. We were yesterday's years old when we learned that NASCAR owns Racing Reference. I think that was kind of funny. I figured you knew that when I texted you. Because Mike, yeah, Mike and I both determined that USA Today used to own Racing Reference once upon a time, but not anymore. Ocon finished tenth, so he snuck in. So I'd still consider him a dark okay. horse. Sonoda qualified in the top ten at Turkey. Yeah, yeah, that's... didn't finish there, but you know, hey. Yeah, big right. steps. Yeah. If I pick him if I pick him every race, he's bound to finish in the top ten at least once. I mean, not really. Right. Okay. Trivia uh trivia time or are we are we are we done with predictions? I don't even remember anymore. We okay. Are. Trivia time. So usually this is at the beginning, but I forgot to switch tabs when I was looking at my computer. For thirty years there were no F one drivers from New Zealand. Who ended the streak in twenty seventeen? There's two questions here. Only because they're they're both relatively easy. Brandon Hartley. Correct. Toro Rosso. W- which driver holds the streak for long for number of consecutive wins and how many were there? How many race wins were there? Vettel. Yes. Thirteen. Nine. Was it twenty thirteen? Yes. I knew he had like because they switched to the, the old Pirelli compound after like Silverstone or something, and then Red Bull just wiped the floor with everybody for the rest of the season and it was really stupid if you ask me yeah i never understood yeah i'll disagree instead of going off on a unnecessary tangent about 2013 we can save that for the off season for f1 which is still like three months away i think so i think that's it i don't have anything else nope unless you want to talk about how sonoda plans to achieve his f1 potential i didn't read that nor do i have any interest in reading that because it'll be about his simulator or video game or something like that but i just don't understand people can talk like what 
people they, we can talk that into like the ends of the earth i know like we're a podcast we're supposed to talk about that kind of stuff but it's like at what point do you just like stop asking him questions about it and just see like if he can do what he needs to do off the track to just deliver the results and if he doesn't then it's just you know move on do you think but we don't need to talk about it like every if he gets questions about that every weekend could it at some point, should he just be like, listen, I'm not answering questions about this anymore because it's doing me no good to have that constantly in my head. That leads into a whole other tangent I could do because it's like it's from a commercial standpoint, he can't not answer the questions because then it makes himself look bad on social media and it makes the sponsors look bad, which is so stupid. I think to me, the bigger issue is how these press conferences are conducted. And that's something I've wanted to rant about for a long time more so on like the football side here in America but even like IndyCar, NASCAR, Formula 1 I just hate when a driver or athlete or whoever is asked a question that there really is like only one right answer for and you know exactly what they're going to say so why even bother asking the question because it's supposed to be like this scripted nonsense to make them look good and make the company look good make the team look good and make themselves like professional and whatever. And so it's like, if you ask Sonoda, Hey, you know, like what are you doing off the track to continue to hone your skills and get better? And it's just like, well, what is he supposed to say? He's supposed to say he's going to, he's doing this thing he's and that thing. Playing and checkers. Like, what do you think he's I'm just sitting on the, yeah, I'm sitting on the couch eating Cheetos, playing animal crossing all day. Like unless there's like a definable answer you're looking for, of course he's just going to say like, Oh, I'm, Trying to wield my potential. It's like, well, no, no shit, really? Didn't know that. So it's, I'm not, it's not Sonoda's fault. It's, he's just answering this question that's asked of him. But I think, to me, there are, A, I think athletes, drivers, everybody needs to be given a little more wiggle room with their answers. Because I think, despite what Twitter might say, I think a lot of people out there would appreciate more candid answers and more honesty in our society. Yes, there will be people that don't like that, but, you know, I think a greater majority of people will appreciate it, many of whom aren't on Twitter. And, like I said, that could just lead to a whole nother rant. But I think, you know, drivers, the, the drivers that I like talking to the most are the drivers who are the most honest. Even if that means I get an answer that I may not necessarily like, I'd be like, well, hey, you know, they're honest. Can't really get mad at them for that. I don't know if that's where you were expecting that to go. No, no, most certainly not. I mean, you're not wrong. I I do agree that, you know, this and that's why, you know, we like talking to guys like Alex Rossi, et cetera, who they, they don't, they don't BS you when they give you an answer. They, they give you their honest feelings if it's good or bad. And, or Sebastian Bourdais, when he gave us an answer that we weren't expecting that we were, like we were both like didn't know how to really follow up with that because he was very unhappy about something, but it was his honest answer, and I respect that. So, I get what you're saying. I I think you know, yeah, circling back to Sonoda, what can he improve on is is probably just you know being a little more patient and and letting a session or a qualifying or a race come to him and knowing when to push and, and when not to push and tire management and things like that, that typical rookies struggle with. And yeah, I mean, he, he did have a run of kind of brutal results there, but so have plenty of other drivers and he is still a rookie and he definitely does have the talent. It's just, if he puts it all together and I think he'll, I think he can do that. 
but I don't think worrying about what he does to get there really makes a difference in the middle of October. Yeah, and I'm reading the article now. It, he does offer good insight to his credit, and I think this is more of a a. It doesn't seem like a, a press conferencey type thing, or a, right. maybe it was some sort of like phone interview or something, which is like cool. Like those are a lot better in my opinion, like the podcast type settings or the one on one type settings where you're giving feedback for like 30 minutes instead of just getting one question amongst a cluster of 45 reporters and you know each reporter has their own agenda to ask so like yeah he's he's diving into you know what he's doing and i i appreciate that i appreciate he took time to do this because it's more of an insight to what he's trying to do but you know i just hope he doesn't get asked this a million times when he shows up to the track i would just print this copy or print this out hand it like out every weekend copies and just yeah hand them out <laughs> just be like i got nothing to say new to except for this so yeah all right well we'll wrap it up there hope you enjoyed the bonus content aka bonus rant that was not on our plans when we hit the record button tonight but there it is again f1 at coda this weekend back next week to recap it and is there a race the following weekend i don't even know anymore no there is no race the following weekend the weekend after that is the mexican grand prix so that'll be a fun one i like watching the races there so anyway guys that is all everybody have a lovely weekend of racing today's podcast was presented by podgo Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. If you're a podcaster, you can apply too immediately and get connected with advertisers that fit your audience. Go to podgo.co at podgo.co and let them know that we sent you there. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast.